Welcome to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Amore and Frank Sicalese. Welcome back to the Dynasty Attic Podcast. Andrew here. We just want to welcome in Frank. Frank, how are you going? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. Uh, excited to get back on the podcast. We've got an exciting mock draft to, uh, for the listeners today. Um, we're lucky enough to have special guest Jack Burgess on the show. We've spoken about him a lot. Um, don't let anything that we've said previously uh, make the listeners think that he doesn't know what he's talking about. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm lovely. I'm lovely. And as an ad, avid listener, I'm pretty upset of some of the comments I've heard. Um, but I'm, I'm here today to set the, set the record straight. NFL and, draft expert, Jack Burgess. Yeah, yeah. More of a um, more of a defensive expert, but I'm more than happy to stick my fingers in the offensive pies for today's episode. Yeah, he's a big film guy. And let's uh, quickly, let's get over to uh, Joel before he cracks the sads that we haven't introduced him as well. How you doing today, Joel? Yeah, no, nah, I'm well. I'm a bit disappointed to be demoted to a fourth member of the team. But when you have NFL film guru and college star punter Jack Burgess in the team, um, it's easy to understand why. Yeah, Burgess. Yeah, big big shout out to Weaver State. Um, they're taking a huge. Uh, punt on me, which is a silly decision from them. You get it, guys. Figure that yeah. out in the yeah, long run. Get that joke. Yeah, busy punts. Yeah, you're shit, Burjo. Thank you. All right. All righty. <laughs> get. Let's get stuck into it, Andrew. What have we got in terms of news this past week? A uh, little bit of a quieter news week compared to the last few weeks, but still some uh, some smaller names getting moved around, and um, definitely got some fantasy impact. I'll let you get stuck in straight into that. Okay, Frank. Um. Ronald Jones signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Does anyone on Team Rojo, or are we still off Rojo? Yeah, I don't know what to think about that because, like, he's better than Clyde, but also like he doesn't catch he? balls. They've got they're gonna have Clyde? pass catches there. Darrell Williams is still there. Like, how many carries is he gonna get? Ten, and then Clyde gets like ten. Limited upside. I don't care how many. How much Andy Reid says that they're going to use him heavily, but like there's not that much running volume to go around in the Pat Mahomes led offense. Yeah, I I don't really believe a word Andy Reid says. If he he said for years now that he's going to use different running backs heavily in the offense, and it's just ended up in pretty much committees. Um, so I think it's yeah, it's going to be tough for anyone to have major fantasy relevance. Relevance in that backfield. Yeah, but it's um good for the um league because Wheels owns uh, Clyde, so it's good to see anything bad happen to Zach Wheeler. Him. Is that yeah, guy still alive? Bad happening to Wheels is something good happening to me. <laughs> Would anyone give up a second for Ronald Jones? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> not that Wheels is going to engage in trade talks anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, I actually don't know if he's alive. Um, prayers up for Wheels. If anyone's um heard from him, we'd like to just want to know that he's doing okay. If he wasn't dead already. I think he's killed himself after that news. So. <laughs> Would anyone give up a third for Ronald Jones? You'd have to be desperate. Like I like yeah. his value is probably there, but like I don't know. I think that's that's got to be a trade deadline sort of. Yeah, you're going all in. Yeah, sounds like a move you'd make if you were any good still. Hey, I would have given up a first round. <laughs> Uh, anyway, segue on to Wheels. Another one of Wheels' boys, Marlon Mack, gets traded to the Texans. Is anyone interested in Marlon Mack off Zach Willingham? Like, I wouldn't go chasing after him, but he's going to have his opportunity to see if he's got any juice left after his Achilles injury. Um, I didn't think he looked that bad in the very limited sample size we saw this season um, behind Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor being so good, you just completely wiped him out of the backfield, which is fair enough, but... I think if he's going to have a chance to show that he's got something left, so it'll be interesting. Someone you want to take a punt on if you got, you know, if you're in a league where it's like twelve team, four round rookie draft, maybe like a late round rookie pick. If you want to sort of beef up your running back depth, I don't hate the move, but that's probably about it. You'd have to have pretty limited depth chart to be getting excited about Marlon Mack. Just put it that way. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, but speaking of limited depth chart, have you seen the Texans? It's Rex Burkett, Royce Freeman, Marlon Mack, Dare on the good ball. Yeah, know exactly. Like there's a there's a chance he ends up being the one there. And we've seen him able to like, you know, he's not a, a huge pass catcher, but he's not a liability. But I just don't see the Texans also investing heavily in the running back position in the NFL draft, despite the need. They've just got needs elsewhere. Yeah. Um, anyway, a more exciting topic for Burjo and Joel. I'll let you two take the reins here because you love this guy. Uh, Devontae Parker, the New England Patriots. Do we like this move? Yeah, we love this move. Um, it's been talked about for a while that he's going to get his movie out of um, out of Miami since they've invested in Tyreek Hill. And I think this is a, the perfect spot for him to come in, be the one straight away, be Mac Jones' reliant option. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of safe volume coming his way. Yeah, and volume coming from Mac Jones, elite quarterback prospect Mac Jones. If, like, if Mac Jones was like well-received in the draft build-up, Everyone would be loving Mac Jones. It's just because he's fat and he had that photo where he was smoking the cig and he had his pot gut. If Mac Jones never <laughs> took that photo, everyone would be all about it. Hey, and if, if Mac Parker Jones weighed 20 less pounds and was a different skin colour, this would be this would be the movie offseason. Yeah, well, but, like, he's not. You wanted to go At the end of the day, five. he's fat. He's got no mobility. He's been accurate, but he's been a limited downfield passer. And I think the fact that they've spent a third-round pick to acquire Devontae Parker, as nice as it is, probably third-round pick's probably fair. I think the Miami Dolphins got a good deal. But can you see the Patriots then investing a first-round pick into a wide receiver? You know, we know how much we like these receivers. They're still limited. That depth chart still isn't good. There, there is, to. there is still a massive chance that even, not even a first round pick. Like, there's still going to be talent in the second round for the pass to pick up. But, um, but they never do, and when they do, they draft to kill Harry. <laughs> yeah. Is he well, 29 years old? Yeah, he's aged, isn't he? Jeez. 
Jeez. Like wine, though. Well, there you go. Who's got him in um, Dynasty? It's Burjo. <laughs> oh, do you really? And yeah, he's oh. on the block too. So come get Burjo, tell the listeners your uh, strategy for your Dynasty team. My strategy? It's like... Um, it's like sort of Putin's strategy right now. It's just drop a bomb and see what happens. <laughs> just blow the thing up. Um, yeah, so we've gone from a pretty a pretty aged roster to now a depleted roster. But um, I think if, if I can count now, I've got four, five first rounders in 2024 um, and three seconds, three thirds. So um, I think I'm more than content with being pretty gross until then. Um yeah, you so, long yeah, wait so for those picks. It is a long wait, but there's um, I've got a couple 2022. There's not much in 2023 that I could get because Wheels has got a stronghold over him. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe one day he'll reactivate his Facebook and start negotiating. But until then, <laughs> yeah, I'm and wait, me and Joel, we've, we've got a couple of those as well. I think Joel's got three. I've got two. You're not a, got two. All due respect, you're not exactly the the most giving. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Considering you told me about how someone's worth a first and then went, no, nah, I'm not paying it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. We are talking about James Connor, and we talked about him on the podcast last week about how he probably is worth a first, but yeah. no one That's in their I, right mind's paying it. Yeah, I don't want to – I would take a, a early second for him, but <laughs> at the same time, it's, it's it feels like you – you want to get his worth. So why don't you try resell your 24 first and go back all in? Because you've got James Connor. <laughs> I don't know if he's the kind of player to go all in for all because you got a good result in free agency. Well, I think he'd be really good. But anyway, we'll we'll move on. Um, he had a he had a bad situation last year and was still the RB five. So if exactly. if a good free agency, I smell RB three coming up. Rumors are around the league that uh, I am making a push and I might be acquiring James Connor. Really? Ooh, that's well, me. I was going all in. That's a woes bomb, that is. All right. Um, not a player news, but Bruce Arians retires, boys. Do we think, do we believe that Ben Circle rumors of uh, Tom Brady's going to leave Tampa now because he's gone? What do we think? Does this change anything in Tampa Bay? I kind of think the opposite. I I thought I'd heard that Tom Brady was well, didn't actually like Bruce Arians that much and that it's kind of the reason he came back, that Bruce Arians might be out of the coaching booth. Obviously, still the G. He's like in the front office now, but I don't know. And then there's news coming out that Todd Bowles wants to, you know, use the running game a whole lot more. It's not good for your boys, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but I think they'll be fine regardless. That's just me talking a little bit of smack. But, uh, yeah, it's a real weird thing to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think you can you can want to use the run game all, all you want, but you can you have Leonard Fournette back there, and then after two weeks you realise you got Tom Brady under centre. I know who I'd be trusting with the ball in their hands more. Um, so yeah, you can plan to use a run game all you want, but at the end of the day, Godwin and Evans are still going to get touches. Don't forget yeah. about Russell Gage. What? Joel, do you have any Tampa Bay takes? Yeah, Tyler Johnson, breakout season. Uh, nah, not really. It's still Tampa Bay, and it will be until he retires again. Or until so, Trask beats him out. So, um, Ben Circle, fake news. There you go, listeners. All right, um, 
That's unlucky. Yeah. yeah. Out of character. <laughs> Andy Dalton to the Saints. Do we think this matters at all? I mean, it matters if Jameis Winston does his ACL again. But that's about it. Yeah, it's insurance, and that's about it. Nah, but shout out Andy Dalton. We love the Red <laughs> Rifle on the podcast. Yeah, he's got great <laughs> hair. <laughs> he does have great hair. <laughs> um, and Bobby Wagner to the Rams. The Rams seem to not have a salary cap at all, so uh, probably running it back. They're a bit like me. We're going back to back. Go Rams. What do we think about? Yeah, the cap, the cap, the salary cap doesn't exist. It's actually a myth, guys. Um, who needs it? The Rams are playing Madden, so they've um they've turned the salary cap off, and they've said, "Give me everyone and give me them for five years." So I'm I'm sure the the contract's fake and it'll be restructured in in no time. But yeah, exactly. But like two years in, they'll be like, "No, nah, sorry, mate, you can actually yeah. cut and no yeah. dead money." Yeah, yeah. And the last bit of news, um, I think they heard Joel Winge. So long, the NFL actually changed the overtime rules for the postseason. So both teams guaranteed possession. Um, Bills fans rejoicing, Joel Amor rejoicing. Joel, give us your uh, give us your take on the overtime rules. You know, it's pretty common in life that you know whenever something happens, you always get the right to reply. And um, yeah, I am pro having the right to reply in beer pong. If you know. Team makes it. You always get that right to reply at the end. So uh, just like NFL overtime rules, um, that is how life works. And the previous rule was not how life worked. So it's just good that the NFL figure out how life works. Yeah, I'm still a little bit shattered. It's only in the postseason because I know there's nothing more heartbreaking when you're in a tight fantasy matchup. The game goes to overtime. You're excited. You're like, yeah, better get some more points here. Then the opposition team gets the ball first, go down, scores a touchdown, and your guy didn't even hit the field. You got no more extra points. And it always seems like you're going against someone on the other side of the ball too. So, I mean, I'd probably be happy if it was in the regular season as well. But I understand they don't want to make too drastic of a change. You're really you... struggling in fantasy if you need overtime. <laughs> nah, they're the best. What do you mean? I love getting yeah, late touchdowns. They're awesome. Maybe you need overtime points. I win by Thursday <laughs> night footy. So. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I I understand they don't want to make too drastic a change, but the, I mean, changing it for the postseason is enough. What is, what's the difference? It's having inconsistencies throughout. Like, you wouldn't see the NBA change their shot clock in the playoffs. Why yeah, 22-second shot clock in the playoffs. Yeah. Let's get them fucking fired out. It's, they're playing two different games for the regular season and the postseason now. It's silly to me. If you're going to change them, don't half-ass it. Go all in. If you're listening yeah, to the but- NFL, Berjo wants you. Yeah, I do have Roger Goodell on speed dial, so I'll let him know my thoughts after this. I'm kind of with the NFL with the uh, – regular season keep the rule though because like I don't want games going you know three extra 10 minute periods and my guy is out the next week like stuff that what do you, you mean know. are you saying you don't want to watch the Texans versus the Jags in like no, double overtime especially in that first <laughs> game slot it just cuts into and then Scott Hansen can't read the room when I've got first touchdown bets on other games it's like anyway that's the point <laughs> oh, it's all about you isn't it well you know people have first touchdown bets the first touchdown is the most important one it sets the tone 
I've just realised, imagine like, as you said, Jets, Jags, 0-0, zero, zero, and like no team scores. Does that just keep going forever and ever? Yeah, I don't know. I think that just, I think they still have the clock. I think there's still a chance of like a tie, except for in the playoffs, I suppose. Oh yeah, the Jets and Jags aren't making the playoffs. So anyway, yeah, exactly. Right. Get this, anyone want to get this rookie mock started and introduced? I'll I'll leave it leave it up to you. Yeah, exactly. For the main part of this episode, and I, what the listeners are definitely tuning in for is our rookie mock draft. It's been a while in the making. I want to uh see how the draft combine went, see how these rookies sort of panned out and where they sort of started to land. There's been a little bit of movement as of late, but uh, I think before, up until the rookie draft, until the NFL draft, a lot of these spots are probably, for me personally, I think I've got a good feel of where I want, where I have players and where I would be willing to take them. So it's uh, going to be interesting to see what changes when the NFL draft does roll around. But for now, we'll, we'll get started into our rookie mock draft um we've basically set it up as a four-team league right now so we've got myself jack joel and andrew so that's the 101 102 103 and 104 obviously you do a little bit of maths listeners you'll figure out where these picks land in whether it's an 8 10 or 12 team league as well maybe even 14 if you've got enough friends i know i don't um i'm gonna get this straight away started um Gonna get this one here. Resume draft. Here we go. We're ready to go, and um, it's pretty obvious that uh, who I'm gonna be taking with the first overall pick, and it's Brees Hall. Um, I think you know this last college season we found that we had these other running backs start to emerge. Isaiah Spiller and uh, Kenneth Walker both had really really good seasons, and then it sort of started to overshadow Brees Hall, who actually spent most of his college career being nothing but productive. Um, and then he comes out in the rookie combine and then just blows the competition away. It's incredibly fast, really agile, shows um, exactly why he's seen as such a really good prospect um, for NFL teams. I think it's kind of, he might be falling into the same situation where we saw Jonathan Taylor end up being picked in rookie drafts behind guys like uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and DeAndre Swift. Um, Cause I think maybe people just got desensitized to how good he was and sort of, he had like a really production college resume and then sort of got overshadowed by some of these guys later on in their college careers. But I think um, he was able to prove in the combine that he is the true 101. And I think there is a definite tear break between him and the rest of the running backs um, with no clear standout quarterback one that was going to go number one overall in the NFL draft. I've got no issues even in the Superflex league to take Brees Hall over any of the other quarterbacks as well. Um, we've got Jack now on the clock at the 102. Uh, let's see where he's going to go. Yeah, this there's a lot of different ways you can go with this pick. Obviously, team dependent. Um, it's the way I'm looking at it. There's three guys that I'm looking at. I'm I'm not touching any of the running backs here. Um, I think it's too early for a Kenneth Walker for a Spiller, um, especially with the talent you've got above them. The three guys, well, four, four maybe. Um, I'm not really counting Drake London. I don't see the the height personally, obviously, depending on where he goes. But I'm looking at Malik Willis, Traylon Burks, and Garrett Wilson. Um, if I'm if I'm throwing balls to the wall, if I'm risking it all, I'm going Malik Willis. He's got the physical traits and the accuracy to be anything. Um, but it obviously comes down to decision-making. And if you look up some of his lowlights on YouTube, they are fucking gross. <laughs> so he, it's a very it's it's a very risky pick taking him. Um, I believe the talent, but I think the height might have gone a bit too far now. 
Um, like a, a top 10 pick, I'm not sure he'll live up to that. But um, I would be willing in the position my team's at to take a take a punt on him. Um, I'm also looking at Traylon Burks, who is a very, very sturdy, safe pick. Um, very AJ Brown, like where it's just a big bodied uh, volume sort of guy. He'll get his touches and he'll get his yards. Um, or I'm looking at Garrett Wilson, who's got all the potential to be a lightning Debo Samuel type, who can just get all the yards after the catch, who can take anything to the house. Um, so that Wilson's the one that's really sticking out to me um, to be a potential superstar um, and a league winner. But in a super flex league, I think quarterbacks are severely undervalued. Um, if you have two elite quarterbacks, you've got a one-way ticket to the playoffs. Um, so that's why I'm going to take the big risk on the potential superstar that is Malik Willis. All right, Jolie, you're going to have your pick right. of the wide receivers here. We know just you love that, those guys. Just got that sleeper notification. Shout-out sleeper. Um, not sure if they want to sponsor the pod, but if they do... Yeah, we're listening. Um, great app. Um, yeah, I am on the clock at the 103. And opposite to Virgo, uh, I'm going to play the board a bit here. I um, think there's, you know, two or maybe three good running backs here. And I think Kenneth Walker is the pick, um, considering, you know, the depth of wide receiver in the class and on the draft board where you can get them in the upcoming rounds. Um, obviously, Michigan State product who was unreal in his uh, junior year. Um, got that player profiler up. Shout out player profiler. Not sure if they want to sponsor the pod too. Um, but yeah, smash the combine. Um, elite 40-yard dash, elite speed score. Scroll down a bit, see that best comparable. Ladanian Tomlinson. I'd want him on my fantasy team. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Kenneth Walker and play the board for the uh, for the second and future rounds coming up. Yeah, no, he sniped me there. Um, I'm a big, big Kenny guy. Virgo uh, disrespecting Kenny made me hurt a little bit. But, um, yeah, he's, he's just the man, I think, listeners. Take him at 102 and you won't be disappointed. But my pick is Garrett Wilson. Virgo touched on it. You know, five-star prospect at a high school. He's just he's just the man. You know, line of scrimmage, separation, route running. Um, four, three, eight, forty. So you know, he's got he's got speed. Um, yeah, he catches anything, and he's just going to be a good pro. I mean, you just can tell he's going to be a good player. So I'll go Garrett Wilson, and I'm back on the clock, listeners, and I will take. Traylon Burks, I think, I know he had a bad combine, but he's still 6'2", he's still 225, and he still can run 4'5", 5'40". I know he didn't run 4'3", like everyone was hoping, but you just watch him and, you know, he's a burner, he's speed, breaks tackles, gets those little end arounds, he does it all. Um, I think right landing spot, um, he'll be good, but... I know he had a bad combine. Trust the eye test. I think Traylon Burks is the pick at 105. Um, Joel, you're back on the clock. 
Yeah, a little bit disappointed. I kind of wanted Traylon Burks after you took Garrett Wilson before him. But, um, you know, just leaves uh, more wide receivers, which is there are lots of them in this draft class. And, um, yeah, I am going to take uh, Drake London at the, what is this, the 106. Um, Unlike people from London who are normally pussies, Drake London, not a pussy. (laughs) 6'4", 220. Big boy. Um, Going to trust the eye test. People love to compare him to Mike Evans. I'd like Mike Evans on my fantasy team. Drake London, get him on me team. Mike Evans is Frank, a fun one. I don't want to, um, you know, get into sleeper here, but, you know, I can't hit the button. <laughs> not a good uh, not a good time to be on sleeper. <laughs> That's all right. I can add him to your team, mate. It's fine. Oh, wait, never mind. Just refresh. We love sleeper. (laughs) And and we're open to any and every sponsorship. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) right. Yeah, we all know that Drake London's my boy. Good pick there, Joel. I think he's fantastic. He could be the first wide receiver off the board. And if he lands in Kansas City or if he lands in Green Bay, I think it's wheels up for Drake London. Jack is back on the clock. Um, after the tantalizing Malik Willis pick, I'm looking at a whole lot of different positions here. Obviously, depending on where they end up, there's Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral, uh, Sam Howe. Um, I'm out of those three, I'm leaning most towards Matt Corral. However, uh, still not a huge um, believer in them, still with the prospects that are left on the board. Um, I am going to run with Jamison Williams here. Um, he snipes me, and I'm not yeah. happy about it. That's He's, all right, though. I've got the one. Didn't have in our real a run. lot of production in his first two years at Ohio State. Obviously, transferred to Alabama and was freaky quick. Um, yeah, obviously, put up a lot of yards in his uh, junior season, and with coming off the ACL, um, is scaring a lot of people. But uh, according to all reports, his recovery is going well. And we've seen people bounce back from ACOs before. I have no doubts that he will do the same. Yeah, big value in drafts coming off the injury, I think. Great pick, Badger. Yeah, exactly. Especially when Kansas City takes Tyreek Hill 2.0, Jamison Williams, and I take him at the 107 in our draft. Can't wait for that. It's going to be very exciting. Pardon? not going to fall there if he goes to the Chiefs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, when I take him Garrett to Wilson, Burks, it's, it's all right. They're all good. Exactly. I'm just going to get the last of a good bunch here. Um, obviously, now that I'm back on the clock, I've got back-to-back picks here. So I think I'm going to get both guys that I really like. Um, I personally don't see the Isaiah Spiller appeal. I think he was just that little bit slow um, at the combine. I think that um, his skill set might be might get exposed a little bit um, at the NFL level. I think um, he was obviously a patient runner. He's still talented, but I think he's going to need a really good landing spot to be super productive. I don't think he's going to be able to create as many yards as what uh, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker will be able to at the running back position. Um, the listeners have heard me speak about this quarterback a lot. Kenny Pickett, I don't care about the small hands. I don't care that he's not incredibly mobile. I think that he's a really good player. Um, he's going to be able to be a franchise quarterback going forward. He's honestly like my favorite quarterback of the class. Malik Willis obviously has that elite upside, but Kenny Pickett looks like um, an NFL quarterback to me, honestly. So I'm going to hit Kenny Pickett here, take the value at quarterback. 
And then I'm also going to follow that up with the other Ohio State uh, wide receiver, Chris Olave. We saw him run an unofficial time of uh, four, what was it, four two, four three, or something like that. Something crazy. It was a little, yeah, unofficial time. It was a little bit slower than that, but he is uh, still blistering quick. He's still an incredible route runner. Um, I don't care that he was that little bit older um, when he was there and he was getting, you know, outshone by the likes of Garrett Wilson and the. Uh, other wide receivers can be coming out this uh, next off season, but he's still an elite player. I think he's going to find a good landing spot somewhere and it'd be very fantasy relevant. So I don't think you can yeah, go wrong with either right. of those picks there. Yeah. All due respect, Frank, Kenny Pickett is gross and I hate that pick. Um, small hand, small dick. Small, small minded pick. Um, nah, he, he's definitely the most NFL ready, but I don't see him getting, um, taking that next step um, or just personal opinion. Obviously I, again, in a super flex with the quarterback uh, dominance that it is, I am going to be taking Matt Corral. Um, I, I'm looking at the other quarterbacks on the board um, with Howell and Ritter. I think Howell pretty much ran RPOs all throughout his last season at college lots of run dominant just trying to hide his passing game um i don't see that um transferring well to the to the next level if he's already getting hidden um i think corral is another another um prospering pick where he's he's very tantalizing in the sense that uh he's very risky um Again, the talent, sort of like Malik Willis, not as much upside, I don't think. But again, still mobile, still very accurate. Um, again, back down to decision-making. Oh, you're on the clock, bro. Yeah, I am back on the clock. Um, I think the Isaiah... I'm going to take Isaiah Spiller. I yeah, think they a little bit too far, um, including in this draft as well. Um, still, like, I know he didn't run fast. Don't, like, you know, I know, I get it. But, like, he weighed in at workhorse size. Workhorse, you know, he's six foot, almost 220 pounds. He's only 20 years old, Um and he will only be 20 years old, you know, post-draft. Um, elite pass-catching prospect, um, you know, just going through the player profilers, shout-out player profiler. Um, you know, in the 76th percentile college target share for a running back, um, you know, elite footwork, um, best comparable, TJ Yeldon. Probably wouldn't want TJ Yeldon on my fantasy team. But I think at 20 years old, if he gets drafted, you know, day two somewhere to a decent enough landing spot, um, I'm happy to take the running back being the most valuable position in fantasy football. Um, maybe not in super flex, but, you know, if and if it's it's more valuable than wide receiver. Um, I'd rather take a shot on getting an elite running back in the back of the first than, you know, taking one of these wide receivers when there are still plenty of good wide receivers on the board for me to get later. So I'm going to take Spiller. Okay, yeah. I don't mind that pick. I think if you're getting him in the back of the uh, first round, I think that's probably appropriate value. I just wouldn't, you know, end up picking him inside the first, you know, seven picks or so. 
yeah, I agree. I, I would have taken Spiller probably before Olave, Carell, and Pickett, I think, boys. But that's okay. I think there's a definite tier gap from now. So the first 11 picks, I think we nailed it. This is just my opinion. And then now I don't really know which route, which um, which way to go with it. Um, I'm probably going to take Sam Howe just because of the quarterback. Uh, I don't love it. Um, you know, he, he produced every year in college. He had three great years, you know, all in 3,000 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, less than 10 interceptions. Um, broke out as a freshman, which I like. Um, had a down senior year, but he obviously lost Diamond Brown, Javante Williams, and someone else. I think it was Michael Carter. Um, yeah, he's a really, really good passer, but I just, I just don't know if he will become anything. But um, yeah, Jack, you're the quarterback guru. Do you agree, or do you like Sam Howell? What are you thinking? Um, yeah, I don't love him. He's become more mobile, obviously. Um, but yeah, as I said before, his his passing game has been hidden. Um, if he can work on that at the next level, fair fair play to him. Um, that might be something his coaches have done um, just due to the the lack of talent around him, the lack of O-line, lack of receivers. Um, but, yeah, I I don't really see the, the arm talent, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, he can scramble, which is, which is always good. Um, and for my next pick, I'll take the – Potential upside with Georgie Pickens. Uh, Georgia wide receiver, big boy, 6'3", 195. Blistering 447 at the 40. Uh, Tore his ACL in 2021, so didn't really get to see him. But um, broke out as a freshman as well. Physical, um, huge catch radius. I like uh, comparing to like Mike Williams, like that kind of, that kind of player. Um, yeah, and everyone was talking, you know, potential top three wide receiver before, before the um, – the college season started and before he hurt himself. So could be really good. Um, I think this is a good good place to take this shot on George Pickens. So, um, yeah, Joel, you're on the clock. Um, and, yeah, um, this is the spot with the draft where I'm, you know, glad I've uh, taken those running backs and um, can capitalise on the wide receiver depth still on the board. Um, at this pick, I'm going to leverage my taking Isaiah Spiller, the biggest loser of the combine, by taking the biggest winner of the combine, Christian Watson. Um, you just look at this player profile. Bars are popping off the charts. 4-3-6, elite speed score, elite burst score. This is like running the 4-3-6 at 6-4-2-10 is massive. Um, I know he went to a smaller school, but it looks like he's going to get first-round draft capital. And um, I'm happy to take a first-round wide receiver, a real-life drafted first-round wide receiver here um, that might go to a you know a wide receiver needy team with a, an elite quarterback. So I'm going to take Christian Watson and um, you know see how see where he uh, like. I think he can get drafted to a good team, and um, I think he will go higher than this in your rookie drafts. All right. Yeah. Um, I love the pick, Joel. Yeah, um, that was a good one. I thought about it at um, the 201, but you got him at the 202. Yeah. I like that. While, um, while being a small school, North Dakota State absolutely dominates the FCS. And you've seen so many products coming out of them in the past. Um, and even without 
without Trey Lance there, he still got to work last year. Um, right now, I again, it's because I'm a quarterback slut. I'm looking at Desmond Ritter, and this is honestly the perfect spot where I would take him. Um, I think his combine was incredible. Um, yeah, had very, himself a day. Jeez. Hey? Had himself a day at the yeah, combine. Yeah, didn't he? Um, yeah, massive winner out of that. But I'm going to go towards Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Um, I think he improved incredibly over his um, over his career, steadily built, 5'11", 22 years of age. Um not blistering pace, but still a 4-4 um, is not anything to sneeze at. Um, yeah, putting up a 1,000 yards in his final season with a with a quarterback that wasn't too uh, special is um, in a poor season from Penn State, I'd still be more than happy with. Um, I think, obviously, team-dependent, um, but I th- think he can come in and play a, um, a really good deep threat role on the team and rack up those yards quickly. He's not going to get a whole lot of receptions, but he's going to get a whole lot of yards and a whole lot of touches. Yeah, so this leaves me on the clock now, and I'm in a bit of a sticky spot here. Um, I think I do agree with you, Berger. It's probably a really good spot to take Desmond Ritter. Um, if I'm playing the game here, if I'm in my own rookie draft, I've already taken Kenny Pickett at quarterback. I don't probably don't want to hit another quarterback in this draft. I think it might be, you know, if we're talking about the economies of fantasy football, you take the one you like, you move on, I think. Um, I don't think we're going to end up with, you know, four or five NFL starting quarterbacks in this class. You never know, though. You do never know when they're going to come. Um, so I'm going to get myself another wide receiver here. And this is a guy that's really fallen down draft boards. So you wouldn't imagine being able to get him. And what's this? This is the, I'm trying to do the math real quickly, 16th pick in the draft. Could still be a little bit early for him, but we saw him going at the back of the first round and at the latest, the um, beginning of the second round in uh, fantasy draft, fantasy rookie draft. Um, and that's wide receiver David Bell. We saw him fall down draft boards because of his lackluster performance at the rookie combine. But it was those physical tools that, um, wasn't the reason why he was such an effective player um, at the at um, at Purdue um, in college. It was because he's such a good route runner. It's because he's such a technician. He knows how to get separation at the line of scrimmage. Um, he's able to get open for his quarterback. I think it's as simple as that. Um, it's something that's going to translate to the NFL level still. Um, we've seen guys like, you know, he reminds me a lot of Jarvis Landry, you know, never really was that good of an athlete but was able to just get separation at all times, rack up a lot of um, catches, and it's going to be good for fantasy football. Um, I'm then going to back that pick up with a running back. I'm probably going to be reaching on a little bit, but I'm just sort of shooting for upside here. Again, like we said, if you want to get a, you know, these running backs, um, if they do hit, they just gain a tremendous amount of value. We saw Elijah Mitchell, you know, just last year, someone you got, you know, in the third rounds of your rookie draft. Um, and now he's, you know, you can probably sell him for a first round pick in fantasy league. So I'm going to go with James Cook, brother of superstar Dalvin Cook. Um, he's slightly smaller than Dalvin, but, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't get as um, injured as often as Dalvin does. Um, they have similar sort of uh, playing styles. I think James Cook can be a workhorse running back. I think he's got that prototypical size, slightly lighter than Delvin. So, you know, hopefully he doesn't um, get banged up. 
but I think that he's still going to be able to be um, a player that can take on a lot of work. If he gets the opportunity, I think he's going to be able to put up really good fantasy points, and you're going to get um, tremendous value with a pick here. Um, you're back up on the clock, Burge. I hope I haven't thrown you off too much with those fantastic picks there. No, no, you haven't. I do like him, but I was looking a different way. Um, my head's turned between I've gone quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, wide receiver. I definitely need to take that um, running back now. Isaiah Spiller might have been a better idea over Matt Corral. Um, but the two I'm looking at now is Rashad White and Kyron Williams. Um, I think White being, what, 23 and a half um, is, especially for a running back, scares me that he's going to get um, aged pretty quickly um, does have a good frame, but at, at that age um, with, um, with, yeah, not the biggest um, upside. I am going to look towards Kyron Williams, uh, 21 and a half, five foot nine, 194 pounds, very light, but very effective in the past catching game. Um, still racked up a lot of touchdowns. Um, will be effective on the goal line for such a such a light frame, and will still get it very uh, very much looked at um, by the quarterback. So I will be taking Kyron Williams. And that looks like I'm back on the clock. Um, and. This is why you hit running backs uh, early and often in your draft boards. Um, in your drafts, sorry. Um, also, not a sponsor, but um, shout out tab.com.au. Not sure if they want to sponsor the podcast or not. But um, they currently have quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Uh, the line set at three and a half. Um, $1.50 for the under. <laughs> And I have zero interest in drafting a quarterback that doesn't get drafted in the NFL first round. So I'm not looking at quarterback after um, after the quarterbacks that don't get selected in the first round, which look like they'll be Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Matt Corral. Maybe Sam Howe can sneak in there too. But, um, yeah, I won't be looking at quarterbacks other than those. Um, the pick here for me, just with the upside, um, I think it's Justin Ross. Um, you know, injury-riddled um, collegiate career at Clemson, dominated with Trevor Lawrence. Shout out Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I think being 6'4", 200 pounds, um, didn't run very fast or test very well. But some of the catches I've seen him make on film, elite. Um, I think, you know, what's this? We're getting into the late teens, I think this is the type of player you want to take at this pick um, where, you know, the upside they possess could um, be greater than, you know, some of the quarterbacks, tight ends and running backs that are left on the board. So I'm happy to take Justin Ross here. Yeah, I don't hate the pick, Joel. Um, I do hate Frank and Burjo's previous picks, but we'll argue about that after the draft. Um, I'm going to take uh, Rashad White. Um, yeah, I just think running back at Arizona State, uh, started his craft at D2. Shout out D2. Um, and, you know, 
Six foot, two fourteen, four four eight forty. Great size. The the thing I like about Rashad White, forty three receptions. Um, so he's got that three down skill set with that good size. So I think, you know, if he gets the capital, it'd be a tough ask. Maybe a day two pick, but if he gets it, he's got that vision and burst. He's real shifty. Um, yeah, he, he could be a bell cow. He could be one of those people that you take late in the drafts. The starter goes down, gets hurt, and then he takes over like we see so many times. But, um, yes, I like the Rashad White pick. Um, and I'm really struggling here. I'm going to take the quarterback just because it's the value. Uh, Desmond Ritter, you know, I didn't really like him, but he had himself a pro day. So his draft capital is looking, you know, could be there. Um Quarterback out of Cincinnati, 6'3", 207, good size. Um, really not sure if he's that good, but if the draft capital is there, I think this is a good pick. Um, yeah, Joel, you're back on the clock. Um, yeah, sure Tennessee wide receivers. Um, Sky Moore next up on the list. Um, think it's uh, well, we've all heard wide receiver strength of the class. Um, elite 40-yard dash time low four fours um another wide receiver with you know young breakout age still only 21 years old um not exactly you know huge 510 195 but um you know when you're that's when you're that size you have to have elite speed which is something he does possess um you know large college dominated chair um think he could be you know um one of these wide receivers that gets drafted in you know the day two and depending on landing spot, does have upside to be fantasy relevant. Right. Um, there is not much on the board now, is there? Um, I'm just trying to analyse. I I do like Carson Strong, but on what Joel was saying before, if, if a team's not investing highly in him, why should I? Um, it's especially at quarterback, there's, it's always very scary to take a, a chance on one that doesn't go early. Um, I'm looking at Trey McBride. Um, not He had himself a – I think, yeah, I'm going with Trey McBride. His, product, his uh, combine was smooth. He didn't, he didn't test with any of the athletic profiling, but – with running and catching balls, he, he glided across the field. A nice big frame will be able to take the heat. There's even, I know it's not fantasy relevant, but on the, um, was very impressive in the, the blocking drills, which tells me he's going to get trusted by a team that go, to go highly. Yeah, he's a big, big boy. Um, 22 years old out of Colorado State. Um, yeah, got got heaps of heaps of work in his last season, a thousand yard season. Um, not not very efficient in the end zone, but if he can get those yards up and get trust on the field, I'm sure um, he'll get the fantasy points. Frank, on to you. And with the last pick of our rookie mock draft, so we've gone through 24 picks, including this last one. So it's going to get you through two rounds of your fantasy draft if you're in a 12-team league. Uh, it's going to get you to the end of the third round if you're in an eight-team league like ourselves. And I want to finish it off here with a bang. 
And uh, this is one of my guys that I really like. He's really quite interesting. And it's Wondell Robinson. Um, if you play in a league with me, like these guys do, they know that I love gadget guys like Rondale Moore, Kadarius Tony. Um, these players like that, that um, have just really good upside, but need to be used correctly. So they need to be put in a position to succeed. And as we know, um, NFL teams sort of are really hit and miss when it comes to utilizing players the right way. Um, really, really is going to be uh, landing spot dependent, but he's a player that I like. He's quite shifty. He's going to hard to take down. Um, he's got really good elusiveness, but doesn't have that, you know, top end sort of speed. He ran a really good time. He ran a 4-4. So he ran a 4-4-4. So he's definitely fast enough, but he's not blistering. But he's also, um, you know, probably going to find it tough to, you know, shake guys with his route running. But he also needs to, uh, you know, improve on that, obviously. Um, he runs routes where he sort of isn't, um, incredibly crisp with them, um, lends himself for the um, defenders to sort of undercut some of those routes. But when he gets the ball in his hands, um, he's electric. He's um, hard to get, you know, get a hold of. Um, he's definitely got adequate acceleration to, you know, get separation once he gets the ball in his hands. So um, he's just a really um, nice upside uh, pick that it, you can get at the you know back end of the second round, early third round of rookie drafts that I really quite like. Yeah, great pick, Frank. The I don't know, the, the size and weight kind of scare me, but, you know, you are the little gadget whisperer, so I'll trust you with this little sneaky pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Debo, but, like, small. Let's let's yeah. be clear. He's he is small. Yeah, I liked him until you said you liked him. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm not touching. Like, Frank's claiming the whisperer. All the people you mentioned are shit. Yeah, <laughs> You say whisper, oh. you traded away Debo. Yeah. Not this, hey, 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 hey. I, I still maintain how many times on this show do I have to say that I got a first round pick and Keenan Allen for Debo? I got legitimate compensation. I won't hear it. Yeah, I won the title and you lost. Yeah. yeah. You know, Debo is really good, right? Here's, here's the whole reason I blew my team up. Is because I got deboed in the fucking in the semifinals. Yeah, you got deboed week one against me too. That was awesome. That's when fantasy yeah. was good. And you saw that and you're like, nah, I don't want him anymore. <laughs> it's called leveraging, mate. It's called the economics of fantasy football. Switch on. No wonder you suck. Mm. All right. Econ- overall economics thoughts. will get you mediocre, Frank. <laughs> overall thoughts of the draft, guys. Um, do we see any tears, any clear tears? Um, you know, overall thoughts are the strength of the class, um, best pick, best values. Talk to me. What do we think? Yeah, absolutely. After after the first eleven picks, what um, what I think it was Joel or Andrew touched on. Um, you can see a not a massive drop off, but definitely a a tear down. Um, and especially after that first eleven, very the very next round is. Uh, all wide receivers, so you can see where the um where you could be targeting earlier on in those first eleven picks, and what you can sort of leave on the board for later on. Um, but if you see a guy on the board like your um your Garrett Wilsons, you fucking go get him. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, that tear break there. I think what it all like what Berjo said. If you really have a strong opinion on you know, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Drake London, you know, who you like the best. You just take them regardless of, you know, what your pick is. Like, 
the hit rate on rookies isn't that great. And if you have your gut feel, um, you should go with your gut and take your guy. Yeah, exactly. Despite that tear break there, I do like Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson and George Pickens in that, you know, you look at probably a early to mid second round in a 12-team league. They're also nice picks as well, but definitely not your Jamison Williams, Drake London, Traylon Burke, Garrett Wilson, even Chris Alave as well. But still nice players there. The running backs do fall off. You end up after you got your Isaiah Spiller, who I think will be given an opportunity at the next level. I think he's probably he probably won't fall out of the second round. He may um, probably a you know early third round pick if he slips to anything after you know late third round, fourth round. That you'd probably really got to move him down. Um, but James Cook, Kyron Williams, Rashad White, these sort of guys are going to need. Um, you know, things to break their way, whether it be through injury, whether it be through, you know, really good training camps, things like that. Um, you never know, you know, which players are going to break out um, once they hit the NFL level as well. Yeah, and um, we all had Brees at the 1-1. Like, there's no argument there, just for people wanting to know what to do with the 1-1. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, I, think, I think you'd be pretty sure not to. Um, I mean, it's it depends on your team if... If someone in my position, I would be trying to get out of the one-one to someone who um, needs to add him because he's going to have impact pretty much straight away, if not this year, next year. Um, yeah, Joel. But for someone who, my way, someone who doesn't want to compete. Well, hey, Joel's in the in the competing game now. He's coming and giving me two first for James Connor. So, um, <laughs> yeah, for someone who wants to compete, mate, he's he's the best one of the best prospects you can you can get so um but yeah for someone who's rebuilding maybe steer clear of running back yeah that's a good point actually because like if you're a really rebuild team maybe opt to go receiver and quarterback because running backs can give you um you know fantasy impact right away so that's a good strategy for the rookie draft um Joel respectfully disagree. Really? Okay, Respect, cool. Respectfully disagree. I think... You're going to uh, trade him away and get more picks. Yeah, that's exactly my point, Berger. You take Brees Hall and then you, you know, you, you watch him have like one good game in his first game or something like that. Or, you you know, you get the preseason hype as you always do for these rookie running backs. And then you ship him for two first-round picks plus. And then because like Malik Willis in the end could King be that elite quarterback. And you, you try to pretend you're happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, Malik Willis could be that elite quarterback in the end, ends up being a top five dynasty quarterback, you know, who ends up being worth more than what Brees Hall has a much longer shelf life. But you're waiting one or two years yeah. to find that out. Yeah. You fucking bet I am, baby. <laughs> and 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 when that happens, well, you come come to me with your four first rounders and I'm gonna send it back. Burjo, you know that you've got the 105 and he just got taken at the 102 in our mock draft. Just want to put that yeah, out there. You know, you know who else got taken at the 105 in in this? Traylon Burks. Ooh, give me that. That's See, not bad. I'm, I'm happy. Anyone in this top five, I'm more than happy with. See, I'm feeling good. I'd take, Traylon, I'd take Saquon over Traylon Burks. I'm feeling good about my take. Trade. You take Saquon over Traylon Burks? 100%. I don't. I don't think I don't think Saquon's ever going to play again. <laughs> I I honestly like I I don't want to I don't want to berate you on your own podcast, but, but I, I'm gonna. I don't think that you could do anything to me to make me want to pick up Saquon. He's the yeah. most like ugly 
not physically. He's his beautiful whole, physically. Oh, gorgeous. He's a great god. But it's it's just an ugly player to touch um, with his history and his production. In that case, can like, you give me his jersey? You're banking off his first season. He's actively bad as well. Mate, he's, he's still my boy. Yeah, no, I'm being like, serious. Can I buy your jersey not, off you? It's not the whole injury risk. It's not, Yeah, go for it, man. Um, he's still my boy. Like, I want... I, I did want good things until you picked him up. But, um, yeah, it's not the Dalvin Cook injury risk that, like, oh, he might not play, but if he does, he'll be great. It's like, if he does play, he's... He wasn't good whatsoever last year. Like he was mediocre. Like he had some good games, but he wasn't someone you could rely on as a top back. You coach in town. Um, Just let me be optimistic, Jack. All right. Just let me have this one. I, yeah, I can re- Danny Dimes has taken a huge year. Is it year five or year four? Well, <laughs> I don't know. But it's He's not good. A huge leap. Three yeah. too many years. That though. is until they. They draft fucking Carson Strong and he starts over. Oh, well, that could be that terrible be for, for my time. Daniel Jones shares. Shout out Danny Dimes. <laughs> um, Joel, do you have any rookie mock draft takes for the listeners before we sign out? Um, not really. No, your league mates is one. Um, Frank, just I think you should pop those results on the socials. Uh, you know, get the buzz happening around the rookie fever. Um, but yeah, just, um, know your league mates, know your tiers. Um, obviously a lot of this stuff is still dependent on where their players get drafted and what round they get drafted in. But, um, yeah, um, you know, have fun, go with your gut. Um, and yeah, enjoy the draft process. The fun, fun time to be playing Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's the best time of year, isn't it? Yeah, we um, might reveal yeah. our real NFL mock drafts with Jack. I'd love to be back for that. That's my sort of episode. Um, yeah, just on what Joel touched on before, it's fantasy is a lot more fun when you like the players on your team. If if you love, say, Garrett Wilson, or if you love Chris Watson, right, but you sort of believe that maybe Dotson will be safer and you get Dotson, and you see Christian Watson take the piss in the NFL, he's going to break your heart. Um, so just live a happy life. If your players suck, they're still your players. Yeah, just do what Burjo does. Uh, trade for Devonta Smith, one of your boys, and then trade him away three days later. This is the but guy. Justin Fields, one, one of his other boys. Come on. <laughs> you're just two-faced, Burjo. We know you're a fraud. now, but I do um, want to say... It's always the grass is greener, man. Like, I, I wanted Devontae Smith for nine months, got him and was sick of him after two days and said, no, nah, I want Justin Fields now. Gee, hate to be on your teams. Absolute traitor yeah, right there. It's pretty cutthroat, man. Yeah, I just want to give you a big thank you for coming on the pod today. Your expertise is always welcome um, on the show. Thank you again, Joel and Andrew, as always. Uh, fantastic work today. Um, we'll be back very shortly for our next episode. I'm looking forward to it. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Frank. Pleasure as always. Yeah, thanks. It's a great debut episode. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty podcast. 
Follow the podcast on Instagram at NFL Fantasy Addict. And be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure you don't miss a second of the action.